We are in it. I'm starting to slowly feel like a person again. Uh, that feels nice. <laughs> You're gaining your energy back. That is I've been great. working a drag show all weekend. It's that fabulous. sounds amazing. First of all, yeah. I'm going to a drag show for New Year's. I'm very excited. Ooh, that's exciting. I went like in 2019, but then they didn't have one the other year. Obviously, mine is um the Grinch's ex-wife spills the tea about everything. Oh my in god, Miss Girl! Oh, it's my so good. God. She the one that appears in the movie who's like. Oh, see, I didn't see the like Benedict Cumberbatch animated movie. No, no, no. I'm talking about the Jim Carrey like live action. There's no wife. Oh, but besides Martha May Huvier? Yeah, who he marries at the end, right? Oh no, no. This is he doesn't end up marrying her at the end. Benedict Cumberbatch Grinch was a was a um cartoon one. No, this is just a an original character. She is she's green too. Oh, oh just yeah. like Grinchette. a dr- <laughs> yes, <laughs> just her drag a drag alter. My, uh, the show I'm going to is hosted by this one drag queen named Baby, like, her, her name is, like, Baby's Not Alright, um, and, like, I used to see her a bunch in, like, the Baltimore scene, like, uh, a couple years ago, like, pre-pandemic, and then I reconnected with a couple friends this year, and coincidentally, uh, they work at the same hair salon, and uh, <laughs> I got my hair cut by Baby, like, two weeks oh, ago. Oh, that's awesome. Nice. <laughs> so I got to, like, see, like, her again. Like, obviously, she's not in drag when she's when he's at work. Um, his name's Brian. I love him. He's great. Um, but, yeah, he coincidentally, like, just, he's besties with one of my best friends. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, the, uh, the, I think the queen's name is Cookie D'Oreo, um, classically. That's amazing. <laughs> that's yeah, amazing. Cookie D'Oreo. And uh, the character's name is Maybelline. It's incredible. Like, they do, she does a Grinchified version of Love Story, like telling like about Taylor how she. Swift Love Story? Yeah, telling about how she, like, met and fell in love with the Grinch. It's so good. That's so It's funny. excellent. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a fun, exciting little thing that I'm doing. Uh, this, I did it this weekend. I'm doing it next weekend. By the time this comes out, this will come out on the. 28th oh by the time this comes out there will be three days left in our bonfire campaign i'm literally about to order so many things (laughs) i think when i get i think i'm gonna get a long sleeve shirt definitely because it's been chilly and i don't know i might might just get a t-shirt so i can wear it in the summertime be like look at my sexy shirt guys yeah, for any. Oh, by the way, this is the luck we had. It's a shameless recap podcast. Oh, We're your hosts. Hey, guys. I'm Evan. This is Amanda and Lena. We just love yes. to chat. <laughs> That's what we are. And what we're talking about right now, instead of talking about it at the end, we've been like hinting at it in the last couple of episodes that a bonfire campaign launched. Uh, at by the time that this comes out on December 28th, there will be three days left in it, so you still have time to order the shirts. Uh, you can get t-shirts, long sleeve shirts, hoodies. Uh, regular sweatshirts. I didn't even anything. see all the options. No, I, like, I looked at all of them. There's many. like there's like baseball tees and stuff like that too, like the rag. Yeah, one. and bonfire shirts are so comfortable. yeah. I saw the like, one you got for um a skip to the gay parts, and that looks very comfy. I will say it's so comfy. My friend ordered it. She wears it all the time. A yeah, we have a tank top. Tank top. Okay, this hoodie looks so comfy. Are Dude, you Dude, it's only like, it's like, you know how most hoodies like custom made are like 60 bucks? I think it's, it's only like, like it's 40. It's 37 And yeah. so like, yeah. trust, it's probably like 40 bucks. That's 40 bucks to be cozy as hell. 
get one on our website. <laughs> and I picked colors that you could see the design clearly in and that had as many size options as possible. But we are we don't uh, control the size limits. Bonfire controls the size limits. But I tried to pick colors that had the most sizes yeah, available in them. Yeah, I think the grays and the blues honestly like work well. I like the football jersey design. That one's kind of dope. Yeah, looking. that's kind of cool with the little with the stripes on the sleeves. Yeah. That's what I have for my Skip to the Gay Parts podcast. I have a shirt like that. It's so comfy. Oh, there's a premium long sleeve and a classic long sleeve. Guys, you got variety. <laughs> yes. I think Redbubble does the same thing. They do, but their qualities. Okay, I, I had I got like two shirts from them and they were great. And then I've gotten a couple shirts and they weren't great. So I think it's probably just my fault for buying the cheaper quality bonfire shirts the bonfire shirts are so fucking comfortable i do still sleep in the red bubble shirt like it's great it's just a gildan it's just a gildan t-shirt but like yeah so we have lena's sexy beautiful design on some t-shirts and sweatshirts and such and by the time this drops again on december 28th you have until the 31st to order them and they'll ship out to you by mid-january i think we're gonna buy a sweatshirt bonfire like uh unless something terrible happens with shipping like it gets to you so fast. Like, by the time the campaign ends, it ships so quick. And highly recommend if you guys want to support the pod, help us pay just to just to make the pod happen. Especially now that we're in the back half of season four. I know. Oh, it's big. It's huge. It's, it's enormous. Humongous. This episode, big, huge, even. This episode is so big that they couldn't, they just kept adding words to the title this episode. Like... <laughs> I'm, oh my god, I, I like when, when I saw that like the next one up was 407, I was like, I'm so fucking excited for this episode, I don't even have words in my body. Like, I'm, I. Can I tell you guys a story? What? Do you remember the days of Vine? Always. Yeah. Do you, re- Evan, you might know this, but Amanda, I don't think you do know this about me. I used to be like one of those people who made like edits. Oh yeah. Dude, <gasps> no, I, I that, that, that's where I would go for my prime time, like supernatural That's edits, where like the Vine. edits lived. Now it's like all on Twitter, but yeah. like that's but where But they, they moved lived. to Twitter because Vine died. Because, yeah. I have copies of an, ed- I have copies of the all the shameless edits I made <gasps> back in the day. I think it was like 2014 or 2015, <laughs> but- I probably I ha- have definitely I made seen one, them. I made one for 407. I could send it to you guys. You it's kind of good. It. I, I still stand by it. I'll probably post it when this episode comes out. I'll be like, yeah, back in the day, I made this edit. Like, that was my handle. If you go to the Vine, like, the archive, uh, like, website or whatever, you can see that I, like, linked my Instagram to it. So it's like, it is me. It was me for real. <laughs> That's so funny. What was, like, your tag name? I don't remember, but... On, on, like, I changed my Vine name to, like, move to Instagram, at Kojak, and I, I think, I torrented, like, Final Cut Pro to make those edits. I torrented Final Cut Pro 10. Statue of Limitations, can't get me for it, but, <laughs> and I don't have it anymore, so, but yeah, that was crazy. I feel like at the end of the season, I also want to put up uh, the the twin size mattress edit I have uh, that I made about Ian and Mickey, because it- <sighs> God. Twin size mattress. Twin it just size mattress. So different. I'm so it's like the edit I am the most proud of. I'll put on my I'll put on my car seat headrest one, my body's one. And I'm thinking maybe a special little treat at the end of season four. I will do an uh like a recording of my paper because the paper oh, encapsulates yes. yeah. season four. So maybe I'll do a recording of my paper and post it as a very special episode. Ooh, That's I gotta really get crack a lackin on those other things. 
Yeah, because we have some other little ma- ma- little projects we've been working on. Maybe in the new year we will we will be able to announce them to you all. Because as of right now, the day that we're recording this, it is December 12th. We're trying to get ahead of the curve because of the holidays. And we today are recapping season four, episode seven, Jailbird, Invalid, Martyr, R-Word, and Parasitic Twin. Season four, episode seven, y'all. This shit is hitting the faneth. I love it. It's, I don't know why I just said it like that. It's because I rewatched <laughs> I rewatched 10 Things I Hate About You the other day because I was like, hey, Bernard. So then I rewatched 10 Things I Hate About You and like... There's the moment in the dance where he's like, the shitteth hath hitteth the faneth. <laughs> you sound like Cheryl in fucking Riverdale. She just doesn't talk like a freaking normal person. <laughs> I saw a funny post about Riverdale. Oh my god. We could talk about Riverdale, but we're not going to. There's no, so we're not, there's much too going much. On. And also I don't even watch it, but I'll send that I'll send that I'll post tell to you, you on all Tumblr. about it after we're done recording. <laughs> I know, Evan, I went on your Instagram story the other day and you were like explaining what was happening. I was just like clicking through and like everything it was just getting more and more <laughs> insane. I was like, no context, just clicking. Dude. Dude, it's Rivervale now. What? With a V. River it's not Riverdale, it's Rivervale. They changed the name of the show? Yeah, dude, we're in an alternate universe now. All right, so sorry everybody, we are a little off of Riverdale. Back to Shameless. Let's we're a little off our off our hinges today, but we're reeling it back in so we can recap for you season four, episode seven: Jailbird, Invalid, Martyr, Arward, and Parasitic Twin. It aired February twenty third, two thousand and fourteen, written by Nancy M. Pimentel, and I went to like notes of an earlier episode to be so I can just copy and paste Nancy's credits and our credits for Nancy and Pimentel mm-hmm. were we already know this bitch I think <laughs> I wrote that yeah <laughs> because I was like I was like we know this bitch come on and then the co-writer on this episode again our girl Lisa Morales our homegirl yet another of 11 episodes she writes on uh both as main writer and as staff through season five 403, like father, like daughter. 405, there's the rub. 406, Iron City. This one. The next one. 408, Home Springs Paternal. 411, Emily. 412, Lazarus. She said, this is my season. I wonder why she took that two-episode break. Right? That's kind of weird, but yeah. 508, Uncle Carl. 509, Carl's for sentencing. 510, Southside Rules. And 511, Drugs, actually. She said, I got a little bit of the front half and definitely the back half of your seasons. Yep. <laughs> Has also written on Queen Sugar, Rosewood, and Bluff City Law. The director of this episode is Gary B. Goldman. This is his second of two Shameless episodes he directs. He had also directed season three, episode 10, Civil Wrongs, and this one. He's usually an AD on a ton of stuff. He's directed one or two episodes of Animal Kingdom and House of Lies. He's usually an AD, uh, an assistant director. He AD'd on 17 Shameless episodes from 2011 through 2016. And he AD'd on Mm. Animal Kingdom, House of Lies, Entourage, Ray Donovan, and many others. So that's only 2011 through 2016. That's season one through six. Um, the synopsis of this episode is, again, like I said in the last episode, like the, uh, in the aftermath of, in the aftermath of Fiona's release from jail and Frank's illness, guardianship of the Gallagher clan falls squarely on Lip, who gets some unexpected assistance from Amanda, his roommate's girlfriend. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh my god, I forgot this is the episode where this happened. Yeah. Oh, I love Amanda. I know, I'm I so love excited. Amanda. Amanda's a great character, and that is not me being biased. She is genuinely a great character. 
I like I have such a love-hate relationship with her. I love her because I I feel like everything she did and even every mean thing she did, I was like, no, she was in the right though. Every time. This episode's so good. And I love that the thing with her doesn't even cause beef with him and his roommate. Like, we'll get to it, but and it's great. And she the actress, I, I should look up her name. She's fantastic. Everybody go she's watch Superstore. Yeah, everybody go watch Superstore. She's amazing. She's also in Until Dawn. Yeah. She's the funny video as game fun. with Rami Malik. She plays Cheyenne in uh, Superstore, and she's remarkable, and I love her. This previously on is an iconic previously on. It is Svetlana in Russian telling you that you should have watched last week. She walks away, and Mickey peeing goes, speak fucking English! And even better, he's, like, sitting on the toilet. No, he's sitting peeing. No, he's just standing. One? He's just, he just looks behind Oh, no, him. I'm thinking of the time when Mandy r- walks in on, on the toilet. Yeah. That's that's this episode of Tis. Oh yeah. Tis coming up soon. I watched this episode like two days ago. My brain already broke. <laughs> and in the previously on, Liam OD'd on Fiona's Coke and she got arrested. Lip is in charge of the family now and he's pissed. <laughs> Debbie went running to Matt's house and the family finally knows Matt is fucking 20. Fuck Matt for real. Fuck Matt for Fuck real. Matt. Frank almost died and the family had to find him to keep Liam out of foster care. Fiona was bailed out of jail. Lip and Debbie found Ian bartending at a gay bar in Boys Town. I thought that's Boys Town. Yeah. Well, that's the name of the <laughs> that's area. That's like a real area. Yeah. I yeah. know. Yeah. It's, it's just like funny. on the north side, right? Chicago is Boys Town. Philly has the Gaberhood. LA is West Hollywood. We ho. New yeah. York is Soho. So title sequence happens. And then Fiona wakes up at home. She's still got like the prison bracelet, like a like a hospital bracelet, like prison bracelet on her wrist. And she tries to just like rip it off, but I think it's plastic and it won't rip. She's just like wants to bury her head in the covers, but you hear the sounds of the family like all around her in the house. Because downstairs, the family is eating breakfast and getting lunches ready for tomorrow. And I want to say again, they do a really good job with the coloring and the lighting this season. Because in previous seasons, like... Lip getting the kids ready for breakfast would be like a higher energy, like the lights are more orange and yellow. It'd be very yellow. Yeah. Yeah, I remember season three was legit like orange sometimes. <laughs> and it would be like, damn, who did They'd be this? outside and it'd be like y- orange. And I'd be yeah. like, what am I looking at? But this season's all gray and blue. And then this doesn't have like the blue light. It doesn't have like so much of the blue, but it's like the collar has been like sapped from the room. It's like it's a cloudy day every day. Yeah. They do that in season six too. It's really good. Even though like it's not really like, it's not, it's it's not winter just yet. It's like cold, but it's not like the dead of winter. But like when it's dark. Now? In season four? It's winter time in season four. It's when it, there's snow on the ground. I think, like in the first episode, he's running, uh, like or he's running like through a snowy, um, oh, literally, yeah, my snowy brain, campus. I don't perceive snow. Season six is I. Season six is kind of what you're talking about, though, where it's cold but there's no yeah. snow on the ground. Yeah. It's kind of like late fall in that season. Really good. It just like feels so much better. Yeah, so I just want to say when they went down to the kitchen, like that did smack me. I'm like, it's like there's no color in this scene. It was like it was sapped out of the room. And it was just a really good visual way to depict the emotional vulnerability of the of the family right now. And I really enjoyed it. See, I did I do have a degree in filmmaking and I do notice something sometimes. <laughs> I don't just go, hey gay, I like it. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so the family's eating breakfast, they're getting lunches ready for tomorrow. Carl is complaining about not being able to buy school lunch anymore and frank sucks to be here and debbie's like what's that smell and lip yells upstairs frank stop smoking weed 
because Frank is obviously smoking weed upstairs and like the social worker could come by at any moment and take Liam away from them. So he needs to knock it the fuck off. And then Carl and Lip are like figuring out what to eat for dinner and Sammy comes in the back door. She's like, I could buy groceries. And Debbie's like, yeah, that'd be nice since we have two extra mouths to feed. (laughs) Love that. Yeah, fuck Fuck you, Sammy. (laughs) But also fuck Debbie. Fuck you both. Yeah, I hate both of you, (laughs) but it's okay, Debbie, you did one okay thing and then they tell sammy like the the family is very firmly anti-sammy they're like the only reason we're letting you stay here is to take care of him because we don't want to clean up after him but we need him physically in this house to keep liam in this house yeah in case social services comes over yeah and they give her a harsh reality check she's like guys i don't think you understand the predicament that he's like, like he's dying it's bad and they're like yeah and they're like they're like she's like our pap is sick and he's like and they're all like yeah and if the social worker comes in the house reeks of weed there ain't gonna be nobody here yeah. <laughs> like like it's like they're gonna take everybody and before he sends them all out for the day he's like okay so if the social worker shows up you drop what you're doing you text me immediately and i will come to the house no matter what and he like looks debbie carl and sammy in the eyes he's like got it and like make sure that they hear the words that he is saying he's very like we are doing this shit correctly you fucking assholes mm-hmm. but also they're gonna trick him yeah. yeah he's like he's like we're doing it right but also we're going to lie to them and tell them that everything's okay yeah. here <laughs> <laughs> And so the kids go out the door to school and Sammy tries to go out the back and Lip stops her. And he's like, I am, there is no way I am letting my siblings get dumped into foster care again. You understand? And he like lays down the law with her, but then he still gives Chucky a lunch to yeah, take to school it's with him. like fuck Chucky too, but like that's sweet. Well, cause it's, it's been how long? Like a, only less than a year since the last time they were in foster care. Yeah. And then Fiona got custody and she already fucked up. Yeah. Bruh. And because Lip, Lip was the one who was kind of doubting her ability to to like get guardianship in the first place. Yeah, he didn't want to be adopt like quote unquote like legally like Fiona's, Fiona's kid, kid, right? Because he was like, yeah. I'm literally like two and a half years younger than you. Like, step off. Right. I mean, at that point, it's just like a it's like a label. Yeah. It's not even like a yeah, real authority <laughs> thing. But like even then, Lip was like, I am doubting. Like Fiona takes care of us, but he but he doubted her ability to be a legal guardian. And she kind of fulfilled that. Yep. That doubt. Yep. And so the homeboy's <laughs> so he's, pissed. He's fucking pissed. And as well he should be. I just also thought it was a nice touch. It was like, fuck you, Sammy. We will throw you out onto the street if we have to. Chucky, here's a lunch. Because it's like, the kids come first, Well, because Chucky's just some guy. <laughs> Chucky's just some kid. <laughs> like, it's like, he he didn't do anything wrong. He's just some kid. And I love, it's it's just an extra little touch that, like, they don't have, like, a pack of brown bags they bought from the dollar store. It's like a Dunkin' bag and a, and a Burger King bag. It's like just bags <laughs> they had in the house. Oh, I, I never, never noticed, noticed that, that either. Yeah. They, like, save the bags. Yeah. That's... That's neat. It's a little touch. Damn, those bags probably greasy as hell. <laughs> so uh, then Matt picks Debbie up for school. Like, he's going to drive her to school. And Carl's like, can I have a ride? And she's like, fuck you. Take the she's bus. Like, I think she's like, your ride. He probably just feels bad for her. He's probably like, aw. Like. No, it's the letting her stay that one night because she's crying and her brother's in the hospital. Understandable. That's a pass. Anything after that? Nope. You need to know what you're doing here. Not dropping your girlfriend off at middle school yeah it is like she could she could take the bus i love that carl's like can i get a ride and she's like your ride's here and he's like i don't want to ride the bus and she's like too bad (laughs) yeah any like literally anything past okay you can stay here until you calm down 
is just a red nope red flag material for for you maddie not not here for it picking her up to school like he knows yeah like, he's okay with driving her to middle school yeah right yeah it's screwed up but honestly like i can kind of see why he feels indebted that way to her like obli he almost probably feels obligated he's like who's taking care of this fucking kid like he just feels bad for her like at that point he's like okay i'm kind of like her new older brother like i should Mm, no i'm gonna contest that let's imagine you right now there's a 13 year old that you know has a crush on you had once tried to have sex with you and yeah you comforted them in a bad time but now you're gonna drive them to school oh yeah no, you're, right. <laughs> you're right you're I am, right yeah no you're right i am like 20 i am like 20 and so if that if that was the case no i would be grossed out you're right you're right i'm thinking about it like in the relationship of like that age dynamic like knowing when i was younger i did have like older friends but it wasn't like i was in love with them and we're spending time with them too try to pursue that but it's that one thing that like he's still seeing her and like letting her have those feelings and there was always some sort of other connection to it like it would be like the sibling of one of my friends who's my age like it would be like the older sibling of a friend or someone who's always just like around yeah but he's just some rando bitch from the bowling alley yeah not the arcade. Damn, the fact that he hangs out at the bowling like, alley, I love how too. they were like, we're going to go hang out at the arcade. Damn. I'm like, you mean the sad arcade in a bowling alley? Uh, yeah. yeah. No, see, yeah, once you once you put it in that context, you're like... Once I really think about it, I'm like, no, yeah, you're right. Well, because I was thinking about it, like... When you're 20, you go to Bolero and get drunk at the bowling alley, not Peral on young kids. Because <laughs> I was thinking about it as if I was in Debbie's shoes, like, okay, if I was 13 and I had, like, an older friend. But then I was like, wait, all of my quote-unquote older friends were always, like, only, like, 16, yeah. and they were also, like, siblings of friends that I already have. And then I'm like, wait, I'm 20. If a 13-year-old tried to do that to me, fuck no, I wouldn't be having hands. it. Yeah. Like, no. I would be I like- catching a catch, a catch, yeah. a case. <laughs> catching a case. Yeah, so, like, hard no, hate that. Uh, but over in the ball house- Kev and V are waking up and Kev tries to like wake V up with sex because he loves his wife and he wants to have sex with her. But she is very pregnant and she's bloated and cranky. She's like, fuck you. Don't even look at me. Don't touch me. Don't breathe near me. And he's like, she's like, take care of yourself. Jack yourself off. He's like, all right, give me a peek at a titty then. She's like, <laughs> oh my God. It was, that's one of his best lines ever. Can I get a peek at a titty? And he like tries to pull down her shirt and she's like, no, ew. It's hairy and gross. Everything's bad. I hate this. And so he's like, fine, whatever. And he gets up to jack off in the bathroom, but they still like have a conversation while he's jacking off in the bathroom. Ted, it's like 15 seconds. Yeah. Dude, he's quick with it. And what well, she Done. makes a comment about that. She, uh, while they're talking while he's jacking off she says i need to take your truck fiona's got to go to the courthouse and then i have a doctor's appointment and he's like oh sorry i can't come to the doctor's appointment i have to hold down the alibi all that and he comes back in and she's like that was fast and he goes know thyself and he like throws a sock (laughs) well it's like probably been a while for them too oh love that for him there's he's like i'm about it kevin v are the fucking goal i love them i love them and then whoo and then we go to the milkovich house hey babe 
it's that lovely little montage of Mandy pulling on her tights and her and her work outfit and her stupid little her squirrel, squirrel hat. hat. She works at the the Waffle House, but the mascot is a squirrel. It's weird. It's like Waffle yeah, Cottage. It's or like something. Waffle House, but it's but but they're like mascots a squirrel. And uh, she, we just get a cute little montage of her getting dressed, and like every like film student's first film, like my first film, definitely. And then she just bursts into the bathroom where Mickey is taking a shit, and she just. Annie's smoking a cigarette on the toilet. And she's like, (laughs) douchebag, go find your boyfriend. And he's he's like, like, what the fuck? (laughs) And he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? She's like, don't play stupid with me. You know, you're the reason that he left. So go find him. And she lays that guilt trip on him. And he says that it's not his problem. She's like, you know what? Nothing is ever your problem. She takes his cigarette and goes, for once in your life, make something your problem and leaves, leaving the bathroom door open. <laughs> oh, and he's, he's like, like trying and he's to like, reach. Fuck, fuck Mandy. <laughs> he's like the door. Dude, he could have just gotten up for a second. Come on. Interrupted him on the toilet. Just told him, hey, I know you're gay. Go get your fucking boyfriend. I'm taking your cigarette. Fuck you. I'm leaving the door open. Just peak sibling behavior. She's a baddie. Isn't it? Doesn't he go? He's got this cigarette in his mouth. And like, I very vividly remember this. Doesn't he go? Can I fucking take a shit in private? Please? Yeah. He's like talking. He's like talking through the cigarette. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. Like, peak sibling. That is ultimate sibling behavior. And uh, t- people are always getting interrupted while they take a shit on this show. That's the second time this season that's happened. It's like, not even shitting. Everyone just is in the bathroom together while they're peeing. There's, like, early season two when, like, Grandma in the bathtub getting washed by Frank and Lip comes in and just, like, piss. I mean, uh, Lip comes in and just, like, pisses. And I'm like... I don't like that. Yeah. No, they do that I all don't the like time. I don't like it. Well, <laughs> even in the intro, like, they, <laughs> one of them pees in the sink well, and one yeah. of them pees in the toilet. Oh, Lip and Ian when yeah. they're fighting. I don't uh, like it. That's just Nobody my gets thing. to just piss in private on this show. Uh, back at the Gallagher's, Fiona splashes some water on her face. She's like still waking up from the day. She cuts off the prison bracelet and tries to flush it down the toilet, but it backs up the toilet. So then she has to fish it out and throw it away. It's actually kind of funny. <laughs> And then in the boys' room, Lip is, like, getting Liam's diaper bag ready. And Fiona, like, hears Lip talking baby talk to Liam. And she comes in and she's in that, like, she's in that, like, powered down Fiona mode. She's, she's like, so, like, hunched down. Yeah. Hey. She comes in and she sees, she's like, hey, Peanut. And she crawls on the floor with Liam. And she holds him really close and asks him how he's doing. And she, like, apologizes and rocks him back and forth. And, like, it breaks your heart watching it. That's so sad, because, like, the kid has no idea what the fuck happened. Yeah. And Lip's like, okay, Liam, get your coat on. And Fiona's like, what are you What are you doing? He's like, I'm, I have school. I'm taking Liam to school. She's like, oh, I was going to take him to my court hearing. And he's like, yeah, no. No, that's not happening. Uh, well, it's like, that's not a good look. Yeah, that's not a good look. That's such a bad look. I think what he says to her is like, no, we're good. And he, like, just picks Liam up. And he's like, I'm going to put your coat on downstairs. And he just ignores her. But he stops at the door and looks back at her and goes, get your shit together. And just walks out with Liam. Damn. Beef. Beef. Again, Emmy and Jeremy firing on all cylinders in these last few episodes. Definition of angst. And, uh, da-da-ba. On the bus to school, some kids, some, like, shitty kids are talking about what happened with Liam and Fiona. And that Liam could have mental problems. Which I'm surprised that it got around to How the school. How did they find out? Yeah, I'm like, I'm surprised that was, like, a rumor told. Because the only people there were, like, obviously we know who, but, like... Yeah. I don't know. Somebody's sister was a nurse or an EMT. Somebody saw yeah, something. Everyone knows yeah. everyone. It makes sense. 
I just remember those fucking kids were like beatboxing in Carl's ear and they were like, cocaine baby brother. And they were like annoying. They were annoying and cringe as hell. I was like, I was like, I know it's like annoying that they're making fun of you like that. But like, I can't believe you're letting that get to you because like they're just being weirdos at that point. The people watching them do that are probably like dumbasses. Like, okay, weird. (laughs) And then over, and like Carl like ignores it for the bus ride and it just kind of teeters out. And then we go over to the alibi where there's even more construction going on. This is the sequence of one man is in the hole and three men are standing around watching the man work. And Cav comes up to him and he's like, unbelievable. Someone pays you for hole standing. How do I get a job like that? And he's like, seriously, this is what you're doing? You're standing around watching one guy work and he points down to the guy working. He's like, at the end of the day, you come in for a drink. Not you fucking hole standers. I wonder if um hole stander or hole watcher could be like a euphemism. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Yes. Hole standers. On to our favorite hole stander, Mickey. Oh my god! <laughs> and so Kev like goes in from that frustrating interaction and two guys in a mask ask him where a keg is and he turns around. They have masks on. They have guns out. They are there to rob him. Because he keeps his money in a keg. Because he told everyone he keeps his money in a keg. I have a theory. Um, I think these are Milkoviches. I, I think these oh, are Milkoviches. Lou, what? Who were the people who robbed Ian and Mickey in season 11? Lou and cousin Lou yeah. and some other yeah. people? Like, it's never confirmed. It's not even a thing. And like, they, even they stole from Mickey too. But still, I'm like, I feel like these are Milkoviches. But it's like, they didn't know he was hanging out there. Yeah. So they steal the keg full of money and Kev comes running out after them because they had duct taped him to a chair. So he comes running out, still duct taped to the chair and the whole standers just stand there watching him yell and watching the guys run away. He's like, seriously, even now you're just fucking standing there? And he like, well, it's like, yeah, because you piss them yeah. off. My favorite part, though, Cunt. is, like, when he, like, sits back down and he just, like, screams, struggles, and, like, shakes. It's <laughs> oh, like, <laughs> out like, on the ah. street, right? And then he falls over and none of them do anything. <laughs> it's some re- it's some very good physical comedy from Steve. It was, it was so good. It's so funny. Over to Lippet College. He takes Liam into his dorm room and he walks in on Amanda changing. Boobs. He's like, sorry, it's not like it's my fucking room or anything. Yeah, literally. Right. Well, and she's like, I'm changing. It's like she's not even changing with her back to the door or anything. She's literally just tits out. Yeah, she's like, oh my god. So she pulls her shirt on and he like turns around and she sees Liam in his arms and gives him a little clementine. And earlier in the episode, Liam had like tried to put something in his mouth and Lip had told him, no, no, no. The only thing that goes in your mouth or what we tell you goes in your mouth. And so she tries to give Liam a clementine and he throws it down and Lip has to go like, no, it's okay. You can eat that. He like Aww. gives it back to her. <laughs> He's so cute. It's really cute. And she's like, do you want one? And Lip's like, no, but if you're cracking it into that Toblerone, she gives him a whole candy bar. And she says her parents send her a care package every week. And she keeps it in Ron's room. Which is... Because she's always yeah. there. I mean, she basically lives there. Doesn't she just stick it in his mini fridge or whatever? In his little, like, nightstand. And she's like, if you want or need anything, let me know. Like, Ron needed Accutane, so I told my dad I had back knee and he got me a script. Like, he's, she's like, put in some requests. And Lip is like, this is weird that we're having a pleasant interaction. <laughs> That's kind of a good deal. Yeah. She's a real one for that. I love her. And they chat a little bit and it's, like, very civil And she's like, do you want me to watch Liam while you're in class? And Lip is like, I'm a little bit overprotective of him right now. And she's like, I'll send you a picture every half an hour with an update so you know that he's okay. And you can tell that Lip is like, oh my god. Like, it's the first break Lip has gotten to, like, go do his thing. And suddenly, uh, hello, Amanda. 
Who are you? Just a little bit. Yeah. Just a little bit. Back at the house, Sammy brings Frank Burger King, but just the smell of it makes him throw up on the bed. Me too. Burger King's not that good. Uh, and then he tries to get high while she changes the sheets, but she like takes the joint out of his mouth. She's like, no, Lip said, we have to behave. We have to be good. Edibles only. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, she like changes the sheets while he's laying on the bed. So he's just like rolling back and forth, yelling at her while she changes the sheets. Frank's like, my family is turning you against me. And she's like, I would never let that happen. And she gives him oxy just to prove it. <laughs> God, he's such gaslight. Gaslight, that man. Then we go over to court. Fiona is really nervous and V is there to support her. She pleads not guilty and the state says they have evidence of possession and child endangerment and they are asking for a minimum of five years in prison. In that case, who is like, who is she fighting against? Like, I know it's like the the state, but like, is it just like- The state. Because there's no like actual like- It's literally just like the attorney's office, like the DA. It's the state because she has a possession charge and a child endangerment. So that's just against the state. Yeah. And like you, Lena, you said this in the last episode, Fiona really does have an incredible fucking lawyer. And she's a public defender, Mm -hmm. isn't she? Yeah. Like, it's like, damn. But it's like, come on, Fiona. You did it. Like, (laughs) like, girl- you did it. <laughs> like, their conversation they have later in this episode, it just makes me so frustrated. I'm like, girl, you got such a good lawyer, and you're trying yeah. to push it more. Right? Like, it's like, just take the plea. You did it. In the room, the the lawyer tries to, like, plead her case. She's like, we want to get her. She's a She is has custody of her siblings. This is her first offense. First time offender. Yeah. And the judge is like, work that out later. You guys go talk and make a deal and come back to me with something. Like, go. Because even the, she's got a good judge, too. She's got a good, reasonable judge that doesn't. Yeah, she literally was like, go fucking deal with it behind closed doors and come back to me when you guys bargained. Well, it's also yeah. kind of like, this is like a, pu- like, this is again a, a case with a public defender. It's like, I get, I get a hundred of these at least every day like i don't waste my time go figure it out and come back to me yeah <laughs> like and so kev who's just been robbed goes storming into the milkovich house and there are, see this is why i think it's the milkoviches because i think it's the guys sitting watching tv that just fully ignore kev when he walks in because kev is like mm-hmm. hey he's like is mickey here yeah he's like is mickey here no 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 go ahead ignore me keep watching tv i'm like those are 100% the people that just robbed him. Isn't it like Iggy and some other yeah, it's guy? Definitely is Iggy. it people we've seen before? Like, is, I think Iggy's there. <laughs> Damn, I miss him. I miss Iggy. He was kind of fun. And I know like J. Michael or whatever his name is, like had serious beef with the production yeah. after a while. I'll never get over that clip from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles premiere of Noel on the red carpet, still with his Mickey hair, and he's like signing autographs. And J. Michael was like there, and Mickey and Noel looks up and goes, "Is that Iggy?" <laughs> <laughs> it's like, come on, dude, use this fucking. <laughs> oh, he gets like yeah. he gets like a little bit into his Mickeyism, and he's like, "Hey, is that Iggy? What's up, Iggy?" <laughs> well, because it's also like, what the fuck was he doing there? Yeah. <laughs> He used to reply to my tweets all the time. It was so exciting. Oh, my God. Um, so, yeah. So, he goes into the Milkovich house looking for Mickey. And Mickey comes out. He is showered. He's got a button-up shirt on. I love that black button-up on him. Are you kidding me? He looks sexy He's as hell. He's like, hey. A <laughs> He's slaying absolute penis. <laughs> Have you guys seen that meme? Yeah. Yeah. 
the yassification of Mickey is him wearing a black button up <laughs> and slicking his hair back. This is the yassification of Mickey for sure. Um, I'm sorry and- to, I just have to say, Brain on Me, by the way, was my anthem for the year for my Spotify wrapped, and I think that's a threat. It's because of Shameless. It's because of Shameless. That's sick and I know, I was just so upset. <laughs> <laughs> I just love this scene. This scene between between Kev and Mickey is so is so exciting because like uh, Kev says he needs a gun and Mickey's like, "Come on into my bedroom," and Kev's like, "You were in cologne? No, it's Kenyatta's perfume soap shit. You use another dude's soap? Yeah, so it's got pubes on it. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. What guy doesn't have pubes on his soap? My soap doesn't have pubes on it. Well, then, then you're not washing your pubes. You came all the way down here to talk about my pubes." <laughs> Well, I have overanalyzed like... that scene because I'm like, Kev's thinking about bar soap, but what if Kenyatta got some Old Spice freaking gel soap? And also, fruity, fruity little man Mickey, why does he care if he's got another dude's pubes on his soap? Because the dude is his fucking his sister? <laughs> well, Kev doesn't know that. But it's but it's also like, Kev is, Kev is the only guy in his house, like, a, like the only soap for him in his shower. Irish his. Spring, probably. <laughs> he doesn't understand that, like, when you live in a house with a shit ton of people and you all share a shower, you just use the same products. It's cheaper that way. Like, I share soap with my brothers when, I, when I'm at home. Also, Mickey, maybe, also, Mickey, maybe Mickey's pubes don't shed, like, Kev's also, pubes Also, is shed. someone rubbing the bar soap in their pubes? You rub it in your hands and then you rub it around. What are you, what's going on? Sick and, sick, sick and twisted. twisted, but it's like Steve, Steve and Noel have really are really good back and forth in scenes with each other, and I really like it. It's the himbos. It's the rapid. It's the himbos. It's the rapid fire, and I love it. It's the gay and the ally. <laughs> <laughs> That's the spinoff we need. Yes, and so no, he did not come down to talk about pubes. Kev needs a gun, and so Mickey's like, "What kind of fucking bar owner in the South Side doesn't have a gun?" And so Mickey gives, Mickey has a drawer full of guns in a dresser in his room and he pulls out like a, a six shooter and gives him bullets and Kev tells him, he's like, oh yeah, the keg full of money got stolen. He's like, and Mickey's like, um, half of that was my fucking money, Kev. He's so mad. He's so mad. <laughs> and then they start fighting about like 60, 60, 40, 70, 30, 50, 50. They just start screaming. Well, and it's like, it doesn't matter. All of the money's gone. I love, and so when Kevin V or like or Kevin Mickey are like fighting, Svetlana, who is asleep in the bed in the room, wakes up. She's like, "What the fuck is going on?" And Mickey says, "Steven Seagal let someone steal all of our cash." Wasn't that a thing though, Seagal versus Van Damme? Yeah, but like it's the ponytail. Parallels. It's like Seagal let somebody steal all our cash, and Svetlana that fucking ponytail. Van double damn. He tells Svetlana to go down to the to the rub and tug and like Mickey will deal with it later. And she's like, we can't work if it's not if it's dangerous. It's like, it's not dangerous. They're not going to hit the same spot twice in one day. She's like, where the fuck are you going? He says he's got to take care of something important. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. (laughs) He says, but Kev, I'll be down to the bar to protect your seven foot ass soon as I can. There's, he's so little. He's, he's so, so tiny compared he's to so, him. He's so little. And Mickey <laughs> says, if they, it's not going to get robbed twice in one day. If it does, can you shoot them in the fucking face this time, please? And then so, doesn't she just she like, flops back and then over. Svetlana, so, Svetlana just like mutters in Russian and just like goes back to sleep. Like she's like, I've had it. She asks Kev if he knows how to use the gun and he goes like, of course I know how to use this. And she's like, oh my God. <laughs> Doesn't he like he like spins the he like spins the barrel or whatever yeah. and it's like there's no bullets in there, dude. Like, he spins the barrel and clocks it in, and she goes, "Oh my god!" and lays back down. <laughs> I love her. The beginning of loving Svetlana. Oh, she's she's best. so good. 
And back at the courthouse, Fiona meets up with her incredible lawyer. And V's like, I'm so sorry. I got to go. I got the doctor's appointment. And her lawyer's like, okay. So I talked them down to three years probation with a very possible three-month prison sentence if you plead guilty. It's like you may or may not have to serve some time. Well, and that's like, didn't she say that that was like the maximum she would have to serve? She was like 90 days maximum. Yeah. She- it's like, that's the bare minimum. That's it. And Fiona's like, I can't go back to prison. And she's like, what if I go to trial? Like, girl, you were dead for a night. She's like, what if I go to trial? And her lawyer's like, listen to me. We have a good case for probation with a deal right now. If you go to trial, you're gonna lose. Because, hey, guess what, girlfriend? You're guilty as shit. <laughs> yeah. Like, she did it. Like, Liv was, like, Liv is right later. He's like, he's like, you're guilty. And it's like, Does yeah. talk about, like, <laughs> how she's feeling a little bit later on. But I'm like, realistically, like, this is not about you anymore. Like, you are yeah. going to put yourself in harm's way if you try to go to trial and stretch us out. Because even if she does go to trial, it doesn't mean she's going to get the chill at home until then. They're going to lock her ass up until that trial happens, basically. Right, because they don't have yeah. bail. But it's also like, like, it's like if she goes to trial and loses, she could be looking at jail time that's so much more than three months. Yeah. So it's like, and she's like, oh, but or like, I wouldn't have to serve any at all. It's like, girl, you're guilty. Yeah. Yes, you, you will. And then, like, <laughs> come on. Ugh, it's so frustrating because I'm like, Fiona. And we'll get to we'll get into the nitty gritty of that in the the scene. But until we get there, so Lip is currently in class. He's and he actually seems to be like keeping up with what's happening in the class. And Amanda does send him a little text of Liam in like her sorority shirt. It's, it's very so cute. cute. And what sorority is she in? I don't know. I didn't. I didn't clock the letters. I think we do uh, find out in like a like next later. couple episodes when they go. Isn't to... she like an eighty pie or something? Probably they probably picked like the most generic sorority and was like that one, the biggest one. And so Lip talks to Lip, like grabs his professor after class and asks for an extension on his assignment. He's like, "Cause I had some family stuff come up, can I just get a little extension?" And she's like, "He's like, can I get till the end of the week?" And she's like. Every day it's late after that, I'm docking off points. It's like, fair enough. Thank you. At a different school, Debbie is looking up dinners to make Maddie. She's like, what's an easy dinner to make? And her terrible friends are giving her terrible advice. And Holly's like, oh, I'm glad I didn't make a move on him since you guys are back together because I was totally gonna. And, and Debbie's like, uh, okay. Well, it doesn't, don't they say like spaghetti and meatballs, anything with balls is good. <laughs> and it's like. Anything with balls is good. And their pregnant friend rolls up and says she cut herself because her boyfriend dumped her and she wanted to cause a scene. She's like, and ha- it was like a, it was like a big thing though. It was something like my boyfriend dumped me. So I told my mom and we went to his house and started like TPing it or something. And then he can't, his mom called the cops and they came outside and then the cops were there and they were all screaming. And then she was like, and then I cut, so then myself, I cut myself and that's why I'm in school. <laughs> Uh, yeah and then she and then she like shows them her cuts and then she's like and that's why i'm late for school and she's got like a big she has, like over. a big open a bag of cheetos and she's like and that's yeah it makes me think of that meme lately where it's like it's like real housewives or something and she's like sitting in silence and then she's like tom flipped his car <laughs> yeah. five times on the way to <laughs> and then she's just like goes into the whole thing it's like that's exactly what ellie sounds like yeah and so, like, what it does is it's putting the idea in Debbie's head that when shit goes bad with your boyfriend, cut yourself, get some attention. And, like, that's that's the seed that gets planted in this fucking insanity of a scene. And Debbie tells her, why don't you just fake a family emergency? M- maybe then your boyfriend will get back together with you. It it worked with, it worked with Maddie. And she's like, good idea. I hate them all so much. 
And then Veronica is at the doctor, um, not Gypsy anymore, different doctor. Uh, she's at the doctor for an ultrasound and the doctor can only find two babies. And she's like, it's very common. The two babies might have just absorbed the third baby. It happens with multiples sometimes. How far along is she at this point? Six months, maybe? Yeah, because... Yeah, she's pr- she's pretty pregnant. She's definitely more than halfway through. Yeah, and plus she has twins, so you're double the size what you're normally at. Well, it's like, doesn't... She has the baby in episode 10? Yeah, soon. Like, pretty soon. So it's like... I feel like that far she's, along, she's they pretty wouldn't far be along. able to absorb right if they're that far along well it might have just been a while since her last ultrasound true 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 right like a couple of months or like a month or two. yeah so she she's like she's heartbroken she's like she's is it, so devastated she's like is it something i did did i do something wrong and the doctor's like no it literally just happens sometimes she's like did i do something it's so sad well especially after the whole episode with the spotting she's probably like damn i'm worried like they're not gonna make it through yeah. like it's such a high-risk pregnancy anyway and, like, she already was limited chances of being able to get pregnant too so she's like rocking the boat it's mm-hmm. every hurdle that gets thrown at her and the doctor and like this this is true the doctor's like there's nothing you did wrong it's nothing that's like bad that bad that happened it's just mother's nature's way of weeding out the weaker baby that's all and your other two babies are perfectly healthy and fine and everything's fine and we go from that to Mickey on the hunt, looking for his ginger alien-looking fucker. Hell yeah. He goes to the White Swallow, the last place that we saw uh, Lip and Debbie find Ian. And it's, like, the daytime, so the bar is, like, open, but not really. And there's just, like, kind of people hanging it's around. It's like the middle of the day, but there's also people drinking, but there's also no one there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember that one guy that he, like, walks he walks by and the guy's like hey hot stuff and and then mickey tells him to fuck off and then the guy's like oh i see you like him skinny because he's like a bigger guy and mickey's like he was like he was like i could lose 30 pounds if you want and mickey goes yeah maybe in your ass man let me fucking talk to the manager and he's like yeah so he goes over to the manager and he asks he's like you're the manager the guy's like who's asking and mickey says since you just saw me speak i'm gonna take a wild stab it was me Damn, he's funny as fuck. his black puffer jacket. Noel is great in this fucking episode. So God. Ani's so little walking around in that I big know, jacket. Big he's ja- like- it looks like, like the set jacket <laughs> they wear when it's cold. He just looks so small. Oh, where it's like super like Canada yeah. Goose. Super <laughs> yeah. heavy duty. Yeah. So big for no reason. Because uh, it's, Can- <laughs> it's Chicago winter. That's why it's big. And uh, and he probably stole it and it's not his size. Good. So he asked the guy- it. He shows the guy the picture of Ian. He he had shown it to the guy that hit on him too, but he shows the guy the picture of Ian that he tried to jerk off with in the first episode of the season. It's like, what photo of Ian? It's such a bad photo of him. He's in that like tan beanie, right? Or is it his bald head? It's a it's a promo photo for season they, like, four. That was so one of their, just that was like only his head. So it's like just his face and him flipping off the camera. But it's also like, ew, when did he take that picture? Yeah, right. Uh, so yeah, he shows up to the guy. He's like, "You seen this kid?" And the guy tries to like blow him off, and he's like, uh, "You're you think you're the first twink to come around here, boohooing about some guy that gave him a blowjob, thought it was love, and he never called him back. Buy a drink, meet somebody new, move on." And Mickey's like, "You calling me gay?" <laughs> you calling me gay. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, he's like, "Honey, you're gayer than Justin Bieber." <laughs> <laughs> and so Mickey takes the guy's head 
and slams it into the bar. I have to close my eyes every time I watch that scene because it makes me internal. It makes me cringe. It hurts. It hurts to watch. He slams his head into the bar and then throws a fake badge, or maybe a real badge that he stole. Yeah, no, it's definitely a, a badge. badge he stole. <laughs> definitely impersonating a police officer, going, "You tell me where this kid is right now, or I will shut your club down for prostitution and intent to distribute." And the guy says that he that Mick Ian now works at the Fairy Tale in Boys Town, which is like a different. It's just a different location. It's like a. It's like when restaurants have like on DoorDash, they it's the same restaurant just under a different yeah. name. Yeah. Well, doesn't he doesn't he call the police? He's like, I will shut this cum dump down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was I good. Love when he like pulls his mustache as he's walking away. <laughs> yeah, he like pinches his cheek and pulls his mustache. He's like, that wasn't so hard, was it? <laughs> and so he leaves, and then at Lib's work study job, his friend that he works with is helping him steal food in trash bags. And then Isn't like, his name Hector? I think so. Like, I feel like that that literally just popped into my head, like, two <laughs> seconds ago. I was like, wait, his name's Hector, isn't he? Because I remember, like, when we first met him, we were like, damn, what is this guy's name? Like, we remember he was such a yeah, fun character, so cool. but did he ever get a name? Pretty sure his name's Hector. All right, Hector. Hector it is. Uh, so, yeah, they, like, the guy's like, how are you going to get these out of here? Lips like, easy. When you take out the trash, put this on the top of the dumpster instead of in it, and I will swing by after class and grab and it. He grabs, like, and he, like, marks it with caution tape. Yeah, I was tape. like, where the hell is this random caution tape in the kitchen? Just, like, around. <laughs> <laughs> but he's genius, feeding his family on a budget. And meanwhile, Frank and Sammy are bonding, and Frank is discovering Tumblr. So uh, because, again... <laughs> This is 2014, did I say? Frank oh, yeah. is discovering Tumblr. Prime addiction Tumblr era. <laughs> Dude, what I would give to follow Frank on Tumblr. <laughs> well, because he's like, he's like in that, he's like on the alcoholism drug addiction blogs and he's like, speed and weed is the best high you'll ever have. And he's like, he's like fucking amateurs. I know he was like a Coke laced bowl is the best high you've ever had. <laughs> And Sammy is, like, asking questions about the family, and Frank is answering family questions. And Frank's like, why the fuck are you asking all of this? And she's like, well, I want us to get closer since we have limited time. And Frank's like, limited time! And he freaks out. (laughs) He's like, no, I'm not dying! He gets so mad that he hurts himself. Yeah, he gets so mad that he hurts himself. He's like, we are not on limited time! He's... And she's like, well, I thought that's what you were doing. I thought you were writing your memoir because you were dying. He's like, I'm not writing a memoir. I've got years of drug knowledge in here. It is useful for the public. I'm doing for a public service. <laughs> He's so for the girls. <laughs> and he gets a cramp and he has to lay down. And he's t- he again tells Sammy, you're just like the rest of my kids. And she's like, don't you ever say that to me. And to prove it to him, she pulls out the big guns that she was saving for when he was real sick. Fucking heroin. Unbelievable. Because it's like, because it's like drugs, your liver also has to process those. Literally. That's just as bad for you as alcohol. In fact, maybe even worse. Like, so yeah, she bought him heroin and she's like, I'm going to go get Chucky. He's like, yeah, take your time because he is going to do this heroin. And back at the alibi, Kev comes in and says, the bar got robbed this morning. So which one of you fuckers did it? And he pulls out his gun to be, and well, like, Tommy asks, why do you think it was one of us? And he's like, because you all know where I keep the money. And Tommy's like, where do you keep the money? Kev goes, in the keg. And Tommy's like, well, now, now we, we do. Knew. And he's like, I said, whoever 
robbed me better show themselves. And then he pulls out the gun and then they, they all, all pull, pull out their they, They're all strapped. <laughs> Wasn't there a thing? There was a joke in Always Sunny like that when Dennis and Dee went to the gun show. They start, they, because the guy oh, yeah. was like, I don't, I don't really feel comfortable selling you this gun. So they start pointing it at him. And it's not even loaded. Mm-hmm. And literally Everyone. everybody in the gun show just takes their <laughs> like, guns out and, like, points them. And then them they set it back <laughs> and, and, goes, right, and we're gonna go. And we're getting out of here. <laughs> I was like, where the fuck did everybody's got a gun? All of you? He was like, uh, the Constitution says I have the right to bear arms. So I bear arms. So we bear arms. <laughs> Wait, no, Tommy says the Bible oh, yeah, says the Bible. I have the right to bear arms. <laughs> and Kermit is like, it's the Constitution. <laughs> and Veronica comes in. They all, they all put their guns away and kev's like and paco's like well then where do where do i put the money now since the keg is gone and kev takes it and shoves it down the front of his pants he's like this is where we're keeping it now and then veronica comes in and tells them we're down to twins and kev's like oh my god no and that's when tommy's like probably a bad time to tell her the bar got robbed huh she's She's like like, what "What the fuck And he says, he's locking it down. He's putting a force field around. His family's like, no one's taking my money or my babies. Come over here. Get in my force it's field. So well, does he pull out the gun and she's yeah, like, she's whoa. Like, he's yeah. like hugging her and holding him and he's just like hu- holding the gun. It's literally the sweetest moment between them ever. <laughs> they, are, they are so sweet in the most himbo way. And I love it. And we join Carl back at school where the shithead kids are there again. And Carl confronts them. He's like, heard what you were saying about my brother on the bus. I'm like, yeah, of course you heard it. They were taunting it in your ear. You like, didn't... to you. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, of course. They were saying it to they your fucking face. They were looking at you and like... talking in your direction. <laughs> and the kid's like, what are you going to do about it? So Carl beats the shit out of them. Doesn't he say he was like, meet someone, meet blah, 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 and meet. Something. Oh, this this was kind of evil because they were throwing around the R word a lot, and and Carl goes meet Mongo and Lloyd. Oh, yeah, that's what he calls his Mongo and Lloyd. He just re- he like headbutts one of them and like punches the other one, and they scurry away. Yeah, and well, they they are laying on the ground, and they're like, whatever, you can't undo brain damage, and it it gets to Carl. It does affect him. Poor kid, he's so sensitive. Yeah, but he walks away, and Lip is, meanwhile, on the train, holding Liam in his lap, who is asleep, doing homework on the train on the way home from He's school. He's getting some stares for some ladies. Yes, he is. Yeah, is, aren't some girls checking him out, and they're like, aw. <laughs> yeah, like, they're like, looking at him, and he's like, he's like, yeah, I know. Over to Debbie, who broke into Maddie's apartment. She lied to his super and said it was their anniversary so that he would let her in. He was like... How'd you get in? And he was like, you're super. But it's like, so did the super like already recognize her, like knew her from before? Or is that just a bad super who will let anybody in? It's a bad super, I think. And she's like, it's our one month anniversary. And Maddie's like, ah, it is not our one month anniversary. We are not dating. We can't be boyfriend and girlfriend. We can only be friends because you're too young. And she says, how old is is not too young anymore? And he's like, I don't know. We can try again when you're 16. No. No. That's even worse. Yeah. That's like, it's evil that he said that, that he wasn't just like, get out of here. Like, don't talk to me again. He's like still leading her on. It's Well, because it's like part of me is like, maybe he's just trying to like fend her off a little bit. But it's like, no, if he really, really wanted her out of there, he would have said, never fuck off. Don't 
come around here anymore. And Maddie, use your brain. That makes you 23 when she's 16. Uh, That makes you 23. So much worse. Yeah, so much worse. He's... He's like, you need to go date boys your own age, and I need to date girls my age. Correct. And the and way he says it, he's like, you should date boys your own age, and he was like, and I should date girls my age. Like, he's like, I should, I should probably date girls my own age too. Yeah. It's like, oh, like it's an oh, afterthought. Like, I, that's so crazy. You just thought about that. Not children. A fucking revelation, there, Maddie. And she, she gets really upset and says she wants to go home. And Maddie's like, dinner smells good. She's like, yeah, cool. I want to go fucking home. It's so weird that she's like, take me home. I know, girl, you got there yourself. You can get back home yourself. Yeah. Like, there's public transport for a reason. Girl, go take the L. Is it just because she wants to pout in the car? Yes. Because she's 13? Yes. Mm, true. Back at back at her home, Lip comes in with Liam and dinner in the trash bag. And Carl's like, what's for dinner? And Lip's like, take this and go to the kitchen. That's what's for dinner. Like hot dogs <laughs> and hamburgers. Yeah. Some leftover food. Yeah. And now to the fun part. Yes, I did, in fact, pause this, write out every single thing that happens, and then go back to it. And I was right. And I was right. Hold on. We got to get the song uh, queued up. (laughs) Oh, my God. Bad boy. Bad, bad Bad boy. boy. (laughs) Oh, my God. So we pan into a gay club where we pan up the body of a guy in booty shorts and a mesh tank top. And oh my God, it's Ian. He's giving a man a lap dance. He is- With his boa. He looks fun as hell though. He looks <laughs> hot. But he, and he's got that eyeliner, but he is fucked out of his mind. Like he is gone. And he's clearly coked up, giving the guy a terrible, by the way, Cameron, I love you very dearly. You can't dance. Giving guy a terrible <laughs> lap dance. He's so stiff. And we see Mickey walk in and we see him see Ian and the camera like zooms in on him in like a very rushed way. And he watches this happen. And then we go kind of over the guy that Ian is lap dancing on shoulder and we see him put a pill in Ian's mouth and we see past Ian to Mickey. Like Mickey sees that happen. Like watching this happen. Yeah. And comes over and gets the guy up. He's like, all right, dance is fucking over. My turn. Gary B. Goldman, come get your flowers. (laughs) Whoever was the the DP on this episode, come get your flowers. And this director is so good because he was an AD. ADs know what the fuck they're doing. I love it. Beautiful shots. Come get your flowers. And, like, and I can't emphasize enough in that, like, whole moment, it's, like, maybe four seconds. Noel doesn't say any words until he comes over to the dancers. But the range of emotions on his face when he, like, sees Ian, sees what he's doing, and then sees the pill, it's, like, a whole fucking book of shit. Mm -hmm. It's so good. It's so good. Well, because he's also kind of goes through this moment where he's, like, fuck he's high as hell and i'm gonna have to try to talk to him about something serious yeah it's like, anger grief terrified like it's so much dread because him. he's literally just like shit like how am i gonna talk to this guy if he's coked out of his mind it's like yeah like he's like i know this person but no the fuck i do not not right now yeah and so he pulls them up and the guy's like curtis what's going on and Mickey's like curtis is that your stage name well it's like yeah he's a stripper yeah, the fuck? yeah. duh and so Ian's like, 25 bucks for a dance. And Mickey's like, what the fuck? He's like, not going to pay. Got to move on. And Mickey's oh, like. The way he's like, he's like all up in him. He's like, 25 bucks for a dance being like, yeah, I'm tough shit. You can't do nothing, dude. 
Yeah. Dude, he looks like he wants to cry. <laughs> he is, yeah, like he sees Mickey and you see him like make a choice to like shut down and just be in robot mode. He's he he put those walls up. He's totally he's totally numb through the whole thing. He's just going through the motions of it and it's like damn, he looks like he's not having a good time. No way. <laughs> when he sees which, Mickey, he's like he's literally like fuck. Like which kudos to Cam. Cam is killing it in this scene. Come get your flowers. But yeah, so he says 25 bucks for a dance and Mickey's like, 25 bucks, huh? Never had to pay for your ass before. And he he pushes Mickey down on the seat and Ian gets on his lap and starts giving him a lap dance. He's like, so how's your day going so far? And Mickey's like, how's my <laughs> fucking day going? <laughs> Ian's like, yeah, having fun. He's like, no, I'm not having fun. I spent the whole day looking for your coked out ass. Well, yeah, because it's like Ian doesn't know why he's yeah, there. He just Mickey up. knows why he's there. Mickey knows that he's there to tell him about the whole thing with Liam and Fiona. Ian has no fucking clue that any of this happened. He thinks that Mickey found him because he missed him. Yeah, which is yeah. true, but it's like, there's but it's like he meaning. thinks that that was like the driving force. But it's like, no, there's a bigger thing going on. here. Also, taking a second to think about the fact that in the next episode that we see, the like big club kiss episode, it takes Mickey like so long to decide that that's okay to do in public. But because he's so desperate to talk to Ian and get this information and he's like, yeah, fine, whatever. And like submits to a lap dance just immediately. Because that's the only way he'll talk yeah. to him. Yep. Because Ian's like, well, also because Ian's like, I'm working. I can't just be standing Having around a conversation. Yeah. talking to you or else I'll get in trouble. Like I and have to be doing something. And so Mickey tries to get Ian to go outside and talk. He's like, you're so fucking coked up right now. Can we go out and get fresh air and have a conversation? And Ian is not having it. He gets up and he's like, when the song ends, he's like, all right, time to go. Okay, but he didn't even get a full song. I watched that episode so many times. He, he didn't, didn't get even a full get a song. whole dance. Yeah. It's like, it's like, dude, 25 bucks for like 30 seconds of a lap dance. Like, Ian, you're not worth that much. That's, yeah, and he gets up and Ian's like, or Mickey's like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. And he grabs Ian's arm and he's like, listen, you don't have to, you don't have to talk to me. We don't have to hang out, but you need to call your family. And when he says the words, Fiona almost, he says, Frank's, he says, your dad's dying. He's There's like, no your reaction. dad's dying, dude. Yeah. And then he says, Fiona almost killed Liam. And you see Ian snap back into life for one second. Yeah, his head twitches like, a, 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 like a second. He's like, fuck. He's like, I'm back. Jaw drop. He snaps back into it. I feel like Mickey almost had him. And then the bouncer comes up. And breaks the whole interaction. He's like, you okay, Curtis? Yeah. And and Ian's just, like, not reacting. And Mickey's just like, call your fucking family. And Ian goes over to service another client. And the guy tries to kick Mickey out. And Mickey's like, all right, Shaft, I'm leaving. Right? Like, well, it's also like, why did he try to kick him out? Ian yeah. never said that he was bugging yeah. him. Like, he literally was just like, he was like, oh, it's time to go. Like, it's like, uh, is this guy bothering you? <laughs> Come on. Just calls to Ian over his shoulder. All right, don't choke on any gray pubes. Like, goodbye. And God, just, God, the club scenes are my favorite. At home, Carl is talking to Liam in his sleep. He's really worried that Liam is brain damaged in his own special little Carl way. And Fiona comes in and she's like freshly showered. This whole day, it's like she had a hangover. It's like she was like just showering and laying down and stewing in her own in her own self this whole episode. And so Carl comes in and asks her about prison, and she's like, "It's awful. You can't take a shit in private. It's you feel violated, and there's nothing you can do." And she looks him dead in the eyes and goes, "Don't end up there." Well, sucks to suck, Carl. Sucks to suck. <laughs> and she goes downstairs. Lip is making dinner. 
And she's like, thank you so much for dinner. Thank you for what you did today. And she tells him about court. She's like, I had my hearing today and I uh, could get probation. I might have to serve 90 days. And she's like, or I could go to trial. And he's like, he's like, Wait. why? No, she tells him, she tells him I might have to serve 90 days. And he, you could see him go, all right, okay, we can make that work. Like, we'll be yeah. fine. Like, we'll be okay. Yeah. It's like, we can figure out 90 days. All right. And then she's like, or I could go to trial. And he's like, why though? Yeah. Like you said. Doesn't he go, why the fuck would you do that? Yeah. And she's like. She's like, she's like, because I could win. And he's like, he's like, no, the fuck you can't. Like, you're guilty, Fiona. You, you did it. And he's like, okay, you go to trial and you lose. How long is that? She's like five years. He's like, okay, so I'll be 25 uh, when you get out because you will mm-hmm. lose. And she says, doesn't, I t- he, doesn't he go ghetto chick leaves her boyfriend's Coke out on the table for her three-year-old brother to eat half a gram in his system yeah you could totally win yeah, <laughs> yeah. and she's like and she's like i didn't mean to it's like yeah but you, but you did, did it, it and like, it yeah. was your coke yeah she says i Sorry. turned my back for two seconds and now my life is ruined how is that fair and just jeremy screaming liam almost died that was you your coke your boyfriend your fucked up life not mine they understood the assignment this this was i argue other than emmy screaming at monica in season one this is the best scene in the Mm. whole show i agree I personally agree. because it's like because he just he's like Liam the the second that he just like breaks and he just starts fucking wailing at her Liam almost died and that was you all fucking you your coke your boyfriend your fucked up life not mine and he just like he just breaks yeah. and she gets so like she, she literally curls like, in on herself because she's like whoa like she like yeah she like jolts when he starts yelling at her and at the end like not mine when he starts crying he starts pointing at her she's like <sighs> flinching at him too Right, like, she's so, she's, like, genuinely terrified of him. Because the last time he yelled at her like that was when she spent all the club money or Monica took the squirrel fund or something. And he was, like, he was, like, I can't believe you trusted her. But even then, he didn't go as hard Mm -hmm. on her as he did this time. Like, I would be scared of him, too. I would be, like, oh, my God. Like, Emmy and Jeremy, just all of the fucking awards, all of the flowers for this episode. Come get your flowers. And Carl comes comes to get lip because Frank shit himself and passed out in the bathroom. And they go up and yeah, Frank is laying in the bathroom. He has shit himself and and Lip looks at his arm. He's like, he did heroin. That's what happened here. Yeah, he's like, he's on needles now. Yeah. Like, shit. And that's when Sammy comes home. And because he and Carl are trying to, like, pick Frank up and get him the fuck out of the house. And Sammy comes home and Lip's like, oh, great. You deal with him. He's got to get the fuck out of the house now. No, we're not having this in the house. And he tells Carl. Right, because it's like heroin's so much worse oh, than yeah. weed. At yeah. least for weed. Because it was legal medicinally. You could make that argument, like, look how sick he is. But mm-hmm. it's like. Because he's sick. He's chronic. Yeah. And he tells Carl to go in the room and get rid of any drug evidence. And that, like, now, even though social services says they need him, he's like, Frank is a fucking liability now. I want him out of this goddamn house. And Sammy even tries to look t- to Fiona for sympathy. And, and Fiona's like, goodbye, Sammy. She's like, get the Sammy fuck out, Sammy. Out now. Yeah. And that's when Maddie brings Debbie home and he pulls up. He's like, we could still hang out and be friends. She's like, yeah, totally. She gets out of the car and she goes inside and she like cries against the door and she comes in and Sammy and Chucky are pulling Frank down the stairs and Sammy's like, Lip kicked us out. And Debbie just like storms past them. (laughs) She's like, Debbie, Lip kicked us out. And then she's like, okay. She's like, I literally don't care at all. (laughs) 
And I have bigger problems, like my 20-year-old boyfriend not loving me. And she's in a fucking tailspin. She goes in her room and she slams the door and she pulls her sweatshirt off and she grabs, I think, a protractor. and like cr- a compass. Yeah, and like cuts herself with it and immediately goes, Ow! Ow! <laughs> fuck! It's so funny. Yeah, Debbie, immediate consequences for your actions. That was she real was stupid. <laughs> and speaking of Gallagher's making bad life decisions, Ian is high as a kite in like a tank top and jeans and converse being pulled out of the club by a creepy old man with his hands all over him. And Ian like calls an Uber for them both. And the guy licks Ian's neck. He like has his hands in his pants too. He's like, we need to keep you warm. Yeah. And he Oh l- my God. He that licks- green tank top though. The green tank top. Yeah. <laughs> he looks so good. <laughs> He licks Ian's neck and that's when Mickey comes up behind him and pulls him off and punches him in the stomach. And he's like, I'm not the one licking up on underage boys, am I? Because the guy calls him an animal for beating him up. And he's like, now give Curtis some fucking money before he calls the cops on you. None of these guys probably knew that Ian was 17. Oh, no, not at all. I mean, Cameron was, what, 19 when they filmed this? But it was like, yeah, none of them knew. That is crazy. Mickey was the only one. So the guy throws some money down and Mickey lets him go and kick, literally kicks him in the ass and t- tells him to run away. And the guy runs away and Mickey's like, learn how to run like a fucking dude. He's he's like doing like a skip almost. He's running with his, his wrists out like at his sides. And he's like, learn how to run like a dude. Like shaking his shoulders. He's on his, he's on his tiptoes and he's, he's got his hands like, you know, you know. You know. <laughs> and so Mickey goes to pick up the money, but he turns around and sees Ian in his tank top, passed out in the snow. Guys, shh. Sh- he's sleeping. Sh- Don't wake him up. Shh. Be quiet. Like. And Mickey goes over to him and sees if he's okay, and he picks Ian up and slings him over his shoulder. He's so tight, he just hoisted him on his fucking shoulder. I can't imagine how much Cam and Noel fucking laughed about that. That shit is so funny. Probably. But it's like, oh, when you think about it, that's so sad. Well, because Ian's, like, so much taller, but it's like, he lost a shit yeah. ton of weight during yeah. the manic episode. Because he didn't eat. Or drink or sleep or do anything like that. And so it's like, damn, he was probably thin as hell. Like, And like, luckily after he picks Ian up, the Uber pulls up. But he was just going to carry Ian home like that. Yeah, he was about to get on the L with that boy. I love this part. Dude, and then everybody would have been um, like, um. I love this part because the Uber pulls up and he's like, you call it Uber? And it's like, and then Mickey goes, yeah, I got a Uber. Yeah. That was, like, before a lot of people even knew what Uber was or used it a lot. I was like, I had never even heard it before when it was in the episode. I was thinking about this part. I was like, Ubers have set destinations. How how Mickey, convi- how Mickey convinced that driver to go to his house? I was just thinking about that, too. Because, obviously. You can change the destination. Yeah, you need the Yeah, phone. but don't you need the phone? Was it Ian's? T- Slip him $20 and tell him to go to a different address. Like True. Mickey probably definitely did that. Yeah, you could just be like, oh, like some guy ordered it for me and he had it set to his home address. Can you just like yeah. go to here instead? So Sammy gets Frank home to her trailer and quickly realizes him in the wheelchair in the trailer isn't going to work. But you know whose house is empty right now? They break into Sheila's house by literally throwing Chucky in through the front window. It's like, isn't it like a <laughs> shot of them like throwing a brick through the window and then them pushing him up through the window? Brick first <laughs> and then Chucky climbs in and then unlocks the door. And she, I think she leans down at him and goes, good job, Chucky. <laughs> and then at the Gallagher house, Carl cleans up Frank's drugs and sees Liam like just laughing and running around in the hallway and like banging his head into the door. And he looks, like, worried. And downstairs, Lip is trying to do homework, but he can't concentrate. And then at the Milkovich house, 
Ian is laying passed out in Mickey's bed while Mickey watches over him. And pregnant Svetlana comes up to the door and looks at Mickey and they lock eyes. And she like gets all teary eyed and turns away. Not a word, not a word, not a word said, but yet you felt everyone's emotions in that fucking scene. Yeah. The song in this scene is Into the Darkness by... There's there's a couple different band names. But this band this song never showed up on Spotify or anything like that. I had to like download it myself and then put it into my Spotify. But it's either like Will and the Indians or just the Indians. But it's called Into the Darkness. Yeah. Really great song. And for the record, um, Lena just pulled that out of her head. Like <laughs> <laughs> a lot of the music in the show that like really resonates with me, I've just added to my own playlist, and so I just know the songs off the top of my head. And whenever I listen to them, I'm like. Oh yeah, that was from that scene in that show. <laughs> and like while that uh, is still like playing in the background, Carl is making Liam take an RU and R word test. And Liam's test says no, but then Carl takes it for himself and it says, yes, you are. It's like you were only like something percent. And then it's like, woo, you're yeah. good. Carl's like at an 87 or something and Liam's at like a 13. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. And Carl like, pu- Carl punches because he's like <laughs> stupid fucking computer test like damn <laughs> and then um the show and then uh at the ball house kev is in the bedroom comparing the gun to the size of his dick and he says my dick is like twice as big as this gun and v's like you took the bullets out right <laughs> and he's like he's like and then yeah he but then he has to like check and then he's like and then he's like <laughs> yeah <laughs> like the way he says that i'm like you didn't did you and then he's being protective, which gets V super horny, which earlier in the episode, she's like, I don't get how pregnant women get horny. And the way he was like being super protective of the family, she's like, oh, I'm starting to understand this horny pregnant thing. At Sheila's house, Sammy gets Frank into the shower. And then when he almost falls down, she gets in with him instead of just yeah. run a bath, run a bath. I mean, yeah, for sure. But also it's like, He's got shit caked in his ass. Like, I think a shower is probably better. Because you, prob- you would probably have to give him a couple baths. But, like, for someone else bathing you, give him a bath. It's easier than holding him yeah, up in the shower. In the shower, too. She, she, maybe she was like, well, while I'm here, I, I will also like take that. a shower. <laughs> oh, my God. No, it's evil. But I can understand why she was like, well, plus it was like he was already in there. Like... The next morning, Debbie gets on the school bus, but Carl doesn't. Instead, he goes across the street to the short bus and gets on with them because of his test results the night before. Uh, Controversial, unneeded. Unneeded. Super unneeded scene. Didn't care. I literally, I was like, I was like, didn't care, didn't laugh. Yeah. That's a lot of, like, some of the Carl scenes. It's like, "Mm, what are we doing here? Didn't Mm. care, didn't laugh. Yeah. Um, Didn't cry. And then the last scene of the episode, we're at court again. Fiona is getting her sentence. They said that they struck a deal of the 90-day sentence and, like, 300 hours community service. And the judge is like, I am going to reduce the hours to 100 hours community service. You keep the three years probation, but I'm going to mark you down to time served so you don't have to go back to prison. And you would have to get a felony conviction. You'd be under house arrest, which would include an ankle monitor in exchange for a guilty plea. And she's like, how do you plead? And Fiona says, I'm guilty. And they put the little ankle monitor on her ankle. And oof, so good. What's the difference between uh, like probation and community? I know like what you do for community service, but like what's probation entail? 
community service you have to just like go and yeah, log and, like, hours and turn them into someone probation yeah. is like you have to check in and give a piss test and like be held accountable gotcha gotcha yeah, yeah and and like you have a curfew and stuff and you can't leave the state you can't buy certain things you can't drive a car sometimes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. things like that you can't get certain jobs yeah, it's the same as parole, like, when you get paroled from... Yeah, I, like, that's what I meant. Like, I didn't know what the difference between probation and parole were. Okay. Oh, they're the same, the same thing. thing. Yeah. Yeah, I think they just call it parole, like... Like a job or, like, a... When you when you get out of jail, it's, it's called being paroled, but then once you're gotcha. out, you're on probation. Yeah. And so, yeah, they put the bracelet on her ankle, and you see it dawn on Fiona's face, like, what it is she has done and the consequences for her actions... And then we cut to black, and the credit song is Both Sides Are Even by the Boxer Rebellion. And there's no after credit scene, not after this fucking powerhouse episode. We've already been recording for an hour and a half. Next week on Shameless, we meet Fiona's probation officer, Regina King! Woo! 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 I loved her character. Woohoo! I don't I haven't checked, but she she might have directed oh, the nice. next episode. I don't know. But she's I know because I know she directs an episode, but we meet Regina King. And Fiona's like, I it's have to not be- the next episode. I remember we talked about a while ago when we were listing off the a director and we were listing off their credits. We were like, oh my god, four oh eight, like the spinning camera, because we were freaking out about it. Yeah, it's not the next one. I think it might be four oh nine. Yeah, but we Maybe. meet her. We meet Regina King, and she Fiona's like, oh, I, I'm the primary breadwinner. I have to go get a job. And Regina King's like, uh, you can't leave the fucking house. You're under house arrest. And then. Ian comes home and Fiona's like, what? And he seems off. Then Robbie shows up at Fiona's door to see if she ratted him out. And she burns dinner and she and Lip fight again. And he takes Carl and Liam and leaves. Juicy. Ugh, that's another really great scene. That's the scene. That's the scene right before the club kiss is when they're freaking out. Because I remember, I remember her throwing the thing at the smoke alarm and then screaming that scream leads leads right into the music of like the club is and i'm like every time i laugh every time i'm like whoa this is sudden i'm I'm so excited we are not doing two episodes in one tonight because that this episode took it out of me this was so much a long episode yeah same and next next one will too like there's no way we could record two next time either oh no tomorrow i feel like not tomorrow's next episode it's probably gonna be two hours (laughs) holy shit we did it guys we did 407 what did we think how what what do we think of this episode it's so good. I gotta send you guys that edit I made. I'll send it to you right now. I think I have it on my laptop. We need a live reaction to this 407 edit. <laughs> yeah. it's It was one of those, like, aesthetic edits. Like, ooh, Shameless is an aesthetic. And it's like, ooh, it's like, yeah, okay. dark <laughs> and gloomy. Well, because the whole season was kind of like that. It's like, yeah, no, that makes sense. Okay. And so once we post this episode, we will definitely post that edit. Once again, a reminder to you all, if you want to get one of our shirts... Uh, this episode is up on December 28th. The first campaign runs through the 31st. Oh my god, guys, it's the first episode. It's the episode right before Christmas. Merry Christmas, guys. Yeah, uh, after Christmas. Oh, this, after Christmas. This will be well, after happy Christmas. Happy late Christmas. Hello. Yes, and happy new year. Get yourself a Luck We Had shirt to celebrate the new year. Oh my god, treat yourself. Merry Christmas. Or a sticker, treat yourself. Or a sticker, yeah. And so to get the shirt, 
It is on our website, which you can find in the bio of our Instagram and our Twitter, which are Luck We Had Pod on Instagram and Twitter. You, If you just want an easier way to get that information, email us, luckwehadpod at gmail.com, and we will provide you with that information. You can follow me on at AbnormalAmanda on Twitter, at AbnormalAmanda18 on Instagram, or at AbnormalAmanda underscore 18 on TikTok. Where can they find y'all? You guys can find me on Instagram at IamOkay4000. You can find me on TikTok at Unevent. Or you can find me on Twitter on Internet Life Yo. I'm barely on there, but sometimes I pop on. Lena, where can they find you? I'm on Twitter all the time. You can find me at Durs Holmvik, but the L is an I, like the character from Workaholics. And on Instagram, which I am also on all the time, you can find me at Kojak, C-O-J-A-C-K-K. I'm trying to think if we have anything else to to plug before we go so yeah get your shirts the first campaign will end on the 31st but i think i have it set to smart relaunch so like it'll just remain up and then next the next time somebody buys something the campaign will relaunch again for another 20 days so get your shirts they're so comfortable bonfire is the fucking best support the pod if you want to check our ko-fi that's also on our website if you want a sticker dm any of our personal ones or the luck we had pod instagram get yourself a sticker get yourself a shirt enjoy the holidays we hope you had a very merry christmas for all who celebrate yes yes, yes. and looking forward to a happy new year and we're not going to claim 2022 as our year no we're going to be real quiet i'm just going to be living in it we're going to stay open-minded we're going to walk in on soft feet we're not going to touch anything i'm going to attend and we're going to see what's going to (laughs) happen We're going to let the world just kind of happen to us. In 2022, we will be dropping 408. So sexy and good. God, oh, so sexy and good. I'm so excited to talk about that one. I'm so excited to sing Move Like You Stole It. Yeah. Oh my God, we're going to sing it. I love, I think for like season 11, we were doing like MVPs of the episode and we like haven't been doing that. But like this episode, it goes to Noel and Jeremy and Emmy. I would give it to Steve. And honorable mention to Cam. Honorable mention to Cam too, because it is not easy to be that disaffected. It's not easy. That is totally true. Well, and it was like, it was like he stole the show and he was only in like two scenes. Yeah. Like homeboy had to play his character fucked up. And for one of them, he was asleep the whole time. <laughs> that moment in his in his eyes when Mickey says Fiona almost killed Liam, that like snap back into reality moment. I was like, oh shit, oh shit, look at that. Good job, Cam. Um, get your flowers, boys and girls. Listen, we don't love praising white men, but we do it occasionally. We do it on this show. We do it on this <laughs> show constantly. Uh, but we we love it. We love this episode. We're so fucking excited for for four oh eight. That'll be dropping next year. Next year. It'll be dropping next year, guys. That's crazy. Oh my God. Get yourself a shirt, get yourself a sticker, follow us on all the socials. And until 408, until next episode, we will see you all later. Thank you so much for listening. See you later. Bye. Bye.